All right, folks out there in podcast land. Yeah, I don't know why I did that voice, but uh, we're back again with another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. And as always, the episode that follows can and will contain explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, so thank everybody for um, all the kind words they've said about the 100th episode. And thank you for uh, listening for all this time. Um but that's in the past. We're moving forward now to bigger and better things in the second set of 100 episodes. Everyone also loved the first uh, introduction of Garrett on the pod show, on the podcast, rather, when he came in to help uh, Brian and I uh, wax poetic and do a deep dive into uh, the Titans TV show on the DC uh, Comics Network. DC, whatever it's called. I can't think of it at the current time. So uh, we decided to have him back on to talk about the Earth One Teen Titans book. Um, Brian wasn't on this episode with us, but of course you see Brian. You hear Brian at least once a month. You hear me three to four times a month. Um, Well, we are going to get back to it. We have another episode of Garrett coming up. If you guys like it, let us know. And maybe this can become a regular thing. It might already have. I really don't (laughs) need your permission. It's more content for free. But anyway, until then, enjoy the following episode. We've got exactly 10 minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got to True stories based on fiction. Welcome to another episode of, I, I don't have a name for this show, but this is going to be, of course, on the, on the True Story Based on Fiction Network. Um, so we're basically trying out a new potential uh, member of the network. Well, actually, like, he, he, he has a job already, but I'm just saying shit. Um, and you'll be hearing him, I'm pretty sure, quite often as time goes forward. This is also going to be a new format for the network. We'll see how it goes. We'll probably probably continue this but on this episode we're going to basically talk from myself being a veteran to reading funny books to a casual reader to see what he thinks about a story that we both read so i'm joined by my boy geared how's it going bro how's it going good man great to have you on the show thank so, you oh and that's where it's yours if, oh, if thanks, um so essentially for this first episode I, I had him read a book that I read back when it first came out, 
And it's uh, it's in the DC Comics hardcover graphic novel series called Earth One. It started off with Batman Earth One, volumes one through three. No, it started off with Superman Earth One, volumes one through three, I believe. Then they had Batman Earth One, volumes one through three. I've read the first two. And they've done Wonder Woman, two volumes of that, two volumes of the book we're talking about now. A Green Lantern one just came out this past fall. What's um, wrong with those? They're still rolling mm-hmm. with us. Okay. Yep, still rolling with them. Uh, yeah, last year, Wonder Woman Volume 2 and Green Lantern Volume 1 came out. And essentially, the, the premise is they're taking superheroes and kind of acting like it happened in our world. And it also started from scratch. Uh, DC, as you probably know, and and the audience does does a lot of... Now I think they, they said they have 52 different universes. Right. And uh, Earth-1... Isn't really Earth One though, because the Earth that the current books are in is kind of Earth One, so it's kind of confusing in that regard. But the, the and they're typically more grounded besides this one. I haven't read the Wonder Woman either, but I hear that's kind of kind of more grounded too. This is definitely the most outlandish one in my opinion. Most kind of sci. I don't want to say sci-fi. It's almost like a manga kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I. The Earth One shit, like, I don't know yeah. what's happening. Like, there's so much, like... So when you hand me that, uh, I'd heard of the Earth One series. and heard of, like, the different stuff on there. But there's so many that I mm-hmm. don't know what's happening with a lot of the stuff. So I didn't realize it was trying to take a take on, like, in our world. Yeah. Uh, that's... I had no idea that was part of it. But the good thing, though... Um... I don't think they're tied. So, like, the Batman series isn't tied in with Superman. Oh, okay. They're all independent storylines. And like I said, so, okay, so the one that we're talking about is uh, the Teen Titans Earth one. Um, the second volume of this also came out, but we'll explain why I don't own that in a few moments here. But, yeah, they're all self-contained as far as I can recall. Um, and I think they're doing a Flash one, too. Okay. Pretty soon. Um, okay, so... Firstly, have you read any Teen Titans books? No. my The whole extent of what I know about Teen Titans is going to be Teen Titans Go. <laughs> and then uh, it'll be... I watched a little bit of the animated series. Probably, well, it was probably back in, like, what, 06? The animated Teen... Yeah. Earlier than that. Earlier than that? Yeah. yeah I, but that would be about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Teen Titans is, is one of Marvel's most popular... Um, not, not Marvel... DC's most popular franchises, uh, and well, and at least they push it a lot. But the only time it has really been popular was uh, when George Perez and Marv Wolfman wrote it. Um, when Jeff Johns and Mike McCone did it in the early two thousands. But they keep trying to recapture that whole thing. It's got to be hitting a peak right now, though, with the amount of stuff. You don't think so? No. With DC Universe? No. And then uh, Teen Titans Go? You don't think Teen Titans Go? Like, as much as it is a, it's a child's cartoon, like, it is huge, though. Okay, so it, it media-wise, yes, in terms of the actual books. Okay, okay. I think Teen Titans is now in the books because it's so confusing in, in, in fucking continuity and shit. There's right. a Teen Titans book that stars... Superman's son, because he has a son now. Yep. The camp from his dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have, <laughs> uh, Batman's son, who is the fifth Robin, I believe. Fourth or fifth Robin. Which Batman's son? Like Damien? Yeah, yeah, okay, Damien. Yeah. Yep. Damien Wayne, and then some other heroes. Uh, now the new black, half black Wally West, Kid Flash, which makes. There's also a white Wally West. Okay. <laughs> so it makes no sense. Um, 
<laughs> and then there's a, a Titans book, which is the characters from Teen Titans grow, all grown up. Okay. Which also doesn't make sense because in the new 52 slash DC rebirth continuity, so so this one shows it, I think can be good because uh, you as a more of a casual reader and me as, as, a, as a lifer, I know all the convoluted shit. I can't make it make sense, but I'm aware of all of of the convolutions that are involved in this shit. I don't know shit. And this is I don't know a damn thing. Like, I don't know what's happening at all. And this isn't going to make it attractive either because uh, DC in 1986 had a book called Crisis on Infinite Earths which is over here somewhere. And they had an issue to where they had purchased different comic book companies like Captain Marvel who is Shazam now yep. he, and Blue Beetle um, the question they all came from a different Company and Marvel bought, I mean, DC bought out. Okay. So then uh, DC had an issue to where they, and then it had storylines that happened on what they called Earth 2, and then their prime Earth, which is Earth 1. So in 86, they felt as though their continuity obviously is getting too convoluted, so they had this big 12 issue story arc that basically got rid of all the other Earths and just had one prime Earth with all of the main, all of the characters that they wanted from the different worlds on it. Then, as time went on, as this writers come and go, artists come and go, it got convoluted again. So they had a, a, a series called Final Crisis to where they did the same thing again okay. in like 2007 or so. So they just basically just keep having this like apocalypse type thing that yes. happens and they just start over. Yep. Then for no reason that I can recall, I don't remember. Oh, okay. They had a storyline called Flashpoint. No, I've heard of that one. Yep. And they have an animated movie about that too, which is a... Maybe that's why I heard about it because it's a movie. Yep. Which is a better way to see that story. Because it's pretty true to the book, but it's not as convoluted. So okay. this episode is probably be titled Convoluted. Cause, uh, right. Cause, uh, <laughs> All this shit is now. Like, <laughs> so Earth 1, what is it? Is it the main one or is it not? I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Uh, so Flashpoint happened maybe 2011 or 12. Then it led okay. into the New 52, which is what a lot of people know about now. That's when they took the whole DC Universe, started from scratch, and made uh, Batman, Superman uh, in his early 20s. Okay. Everyone who was married or weren't married anymore. So I, I get that to say this. So in New 52 era, which led into the rebirth, which is their current shit, um, the Teen Titans were Tim Drake Robin, uh, Bart Allen Impulse, I believe. And Superboy never existed. Okay. Beast Boy wasn't a thing, as far as I know. Um, so I said, say this. <clears throat> now, when he went back to Titans, somewhere along the way, the, the Dick Grayson remembered that there was a different world, and he had other friends. So then, now they know about the other world pre-Flashpoint. Okay. And they're their own team of Titans now, with the Teen Titans. And I don't think anyone else besides Batman knows about the previous Flashpoint shit, and so is the Flash, because Flashpoint was kind of his gotcha, series. Yeah. So, DC Earth 1 happened prior to Flashpoint, but they've still been producing these books. And now, after Flashpoint and Rebirth, I believe, they're saying that there was, they've gone back to saying that there were multiple universes and there still are, but now there's 52 of them. That's why I got the new 52. It had 52 titles, and they said there's 52 different Marvel, I mean, I keep saying Marvel, 52 different DC universes. And I've read a few of the new 52. Okay. Like that, a little bit of the Batman series. And Batman, ironically, is probably the only one that they're still kind of um, connecting to. Everything else they kind of changed again. Yep. People, there's a huge backlash. 
Because the Superman who's in, in the books now is not the same Superman from New 52. He died. Okay. And he was fucking Wonder Woman. Okay. And and Lois Lane was just like his rival at the paper. So now there's a young Lois Lane and then there's a old Lois Lane that has a kid with Superman. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brian from the network probably be a better source about all that shit. But I know it's convoluted. There's that word again. Drinking game. Drink every time we say convoluted. Um, so there's a lot of that. I really don't get that. Um, yeah, because Superman who's Superman now. He is Superman from the books when I was a kid. Somehow him and that Lois Lane were in a parallel the old 52, I guess you'll say, they had a kid somehow, then they got brought to the new 52 universe as the other Superman died. Okay. But there's two Lois Lanes. There's two Lois Lanes. I think she eventually dies. That, that's what's canon right now. Yeah. Okay. But I think she did eventually die because that's got too confusing for probably their staff yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay, so I see that say this. So Earth 1 it was a, a, a line that happened before the Flashpoint in New 52, and it was line that was made for casual readers like yourself who don't really want to be bogged down in continuity from all of the previous iterations of, of, of DC Universe. But the problem with that is, if these books keep coming out, they're going to have their own continuity right. and have the same problem. That's what happened with Marvel's Ultimate Universe. That went on for so long, it had its own backlog, and it was just as confusing, which is why these books come out typically once, once a year. Oh, those that series of okay, because mm-hmm. yeah, I could say like as as just a casual person, when you just start getting into comics, like I kind of got in decently when the new Fifty Two launched because mm-hmm. it was okay because it was like oh it was new shit to me right Took me on, oh that none, none of the other shit mattered to me mm-hmm. but when you look at it as a whole like you walk into a comic book store just regular comic book store mm-hmm. you look around you're like what the fuck is going on yep. like there's just so much shit going on there's so many different you know, series and, and runs, and it's just, it's hard to look at. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, you showing me some of the things has been a lot easier. But if you don't have anybody, it's super tough to just get it's into it. It's very intimidating. I mean, um, but what I always say about that, though, because, uh, like, when I was a kid, I, I probably got, I became a serious comic book reader at the same time that I started watching wrestling. And, the, and I use the uh, analogy... I'm not sure if I created it or is this one that I use. So like a soap opera, right? Mm-hmm. If for moms or parents, I don't want to say they're only for women, but if a, if someone starts watching the soap opera, like fuck, Days of Our Lives have been on since our grandparents right. were kids, probably. So they obviously can't watch all those old episodes. And every now and again, they do a soft reboot and make kind of start things over, a very very soft reboot. But when people just pick it up, they pick it up from that point. Yeah. And that's what I did with uh, Robin and Uncanny X-Men, because my first issue of Uncanny X-Men was 327, I believe. And I, I remember because we actually did, did a, an interview with a guy that wrote it. And uh, I remember because I was I, I learned about the X-Men from the cartoon, like like most people right, already yep, did. Yep. So I was somewhat familiar with the characters. And then the first issue that I bought, Sabretooth beat the fuck out of Psylocke. And then Archangel and Riverine had to go find a cure for her because she's based in the coma. So I started from that point on. So for anyone out there who feels they may be intimidated, just to kind of do that with looking like a soap opera. So start from that point. And the good thing about comic books now, especially with the advent of technology, shit like DC Universe app, the Marvel Unlimited app, you can go back, but it takes hours upon hours to get caught up. That's a really good way to look at it, though, because... 
like I said, when I first started that, you go in there and it's just like, well, if I start here, am I not going to understand shit that happened before? Right. I mean, probably not, but I guess if you look at it that way, you're going to, you'll get into it. It's fine. I mean, yep. it's not too bad to really jump in. Now, even with like this Earth One, like I was fine going yeah. into it. Now, granted, this was like a, a brand new shit because that's kind of, so it, it all ties back in people because the Earth One was designed to be that entry point and more so for the book market because I don't think they even, they even really sell these in stores, in comic book shops. Okay. These went to uh, bookstores first. Oh, like a Barnes & Noble type? Yep. Okay, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Yep, yep. For, for that very reason, because I think uh, the, the reasoning behind this uh, product line was they wanted to get the fans of teen novels and manga. And they typically get their shit from the bookstore yep. versus going to comic store. So they want to get to that market and also have um, good content for it. So so like that's basically how this happened. So anyway, so this book is Teen Titans Earth One. Um, and it's written by Jeff Lemire from Canada and Terry Dotson and inked and colored by his wife Rachel Dotson. Their husband wife team. I think she colored it, but Cam Smith is also an inker. Cam Smith is some of the inking. And there did it, and also, and kind of, this is also where I get very nerdy. Uh, in Europe, they typically don't do serialized comic books like we do here in America, like every month. They typically do an annual okay. graphic album. Just release the whole. Yep. Gotcha. And that's why the, the, there, aren't, there aren't any chapter breaks in here. There's no covers from different issues. It's like one big story. Yep. Which I actually enjoyed that a lot. Exactly. It was a lot easier just for me, just as a casual person, just to read mm-hmm. it. Just mm-hmm. straight through like that. Which is good, because that means that what, what they intended to do worked. Right. Because uh, what... But my thing about that style has always been, granted, I haven't read a lot of European uh, graphic albums, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that... Uh, um, having a chapter break, because if you read a novel, it has right. chapter breaks in it. Right. But yeah, but that's just one little nit. Well, that's one of the first uh, nitpicks of it. So since it's fresher in your head, can you give a little plot synopses of what happens in Teen Titans Earth One? Well, yeah. So, um, and you know what? Going back to your point about what you just said about maybe that's why I liked it a little bit more than you. Okay. Just because it was easier for me to flip through, and I, 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 I don't know any of that shit's going on. I'm just reading it just like a normal book to me. Right. So it's a lot easier for me to go through on there. But as far as like just the plot of it. It was a little strange at first, because obviously the first thing I noticed, I'm like, where the fuck is Robin? <laughs> like, what's yeah. happening? Where's Robin? Like, I forgot about like that. So yeah. Teen Titans, to me, is Robin. Robin. Uh, uh, Cyborg. Cyborg, Beast Boy, and Starfire. Uh, Starfire, and Raven. Yeah. And actually, I don't know, is was Raven in this book? I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, that's Raven. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it okay, like she was super weird, too. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was totally different than what I remember, too. Um... So it was just basically the origin story on there, and Starfire was, I, which I assume that Starfire in in the beginning here and what the yes. like the whole, they're who they're going after and that they got in like the tube and everything like that. But yeah, so Raven is basically like, like a Native American, I guess. Yes, is what I'm tra- kind of getting through yeah, here, yeah. and she's had, kind of having like these visions of, um, the other Teen Titans at mm-hmm. that point. Um, but then you got Cyborg. Um, see, there's a couple new characters in there like Terra. Yeah, I would say new characters, but that's somebody I've never met before. Yeah. So Tara was new. Um, Jericho, I think yeah. is what he, he who he was. He was in there too, but it's basically them in high school, um, kind of just discovering that they have like these powers and they're mm-hmm. you know they got their parents who you know they find out that 
you know, really aren't their parents, and they kind of go from there. Um, but it's, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but it was really hard for me to, I, was, I just kept thinking, okay, Robin's coming in. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Like, yeah, he's got yeah. to. Like, it's just a matter of time before he comes in. But shit never happened, so I, I but to me, that, that shit was all new. So I enjoyed reading about the new characters. Like, Tara was a pretty sweet character to kind of get into. Jericho, I was like, I don't know how I feel about him yet. I'm still kind of like, I don't know if I like yep. the character that much. Um, but Slade being in there, that was really sweet. Uh, probably one of my favorite characters. Same. So yeah, that it was it was it was pretty fun to get into that one. So essentially, and honestly, it's been a few years since I read this. I read this when it first came out, so maybe two thousand thirteen or so. Any anyway, um, so essentially, uh, Raven has these visions about these other superpowered beings, and she goes on a mission to find them. But at the same time, isn't Slate looking for them as well? No, Slate. So Slate's actually like. So the, the, the Cyborg, Terra, Jericho, Beast Boy, they all have these uh, basically adopted parents. Okay. They, they, they think they're the real parents the whole time, you know. You know, when they're in high school growing up, that's, that's the real parents. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then they find this out that their uh, adopted parents and Cyborg's mom, I think it is, kind of like the head of it. Okay. Um, and Slade is actually an adopted parent of, I, I think it was Jericho? Yes. I think it was Jericho, who he was like the parent of. Um, and it kind of goes from there, like the, they, they find out they have, have these powers, they start developing a little bit more, and then Cyborg is kind of strange, because I'm trying to figure out, because to me Cyborg was just like, as far as I know, it was something he was like built. From what I'm seeing here, uh... But on this, yeah, and it's almost like it grows in him. Yeah. You know, it's like something... He's like organic still. Right. Like, like Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Four. Right, yeah. Two thousand something. Um, yeah, because in, in every iteration, especially the, the recent ones, his dad was a scientist at Star Labs, and, and he was a jock, and his dad never spent time with him because he whined about it. And then there was an accident where the shit got blew up, and then his dad, to save him, put uh, put some some elements of a uh, of a mother box in him, and, yeah. it came, and it repaired his body. So to me, that that's that's the story I remember. But mm-hmm. in this one, it's totally different. I don't even think his dad's ever mentioned it. I'm pretty sure it's just I, his mom. Yeah. Uh, or I guess his adopted yeah, mom. Exactly. She's like a scientist of some sort, and um, but it, yeah, it's it's very like his machine parts are almost like they're not really machine parts. They're, like you said, they're almost like an organic, like he kind of peels it off type of yeah. thing that he's got going on. And he has a high top fade in 2014. Yes, yeah, just killing it, looking great. <laughs> 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 um yeah so speaking to the point about robin i think i remember why to say he's not in the cut i think he wanted to be a, a brand new entry point so since so, so they wanted to focus on the characters that weren't as well okay known. that makes sense yeah. i think that's why they took robin out and what was the other thing you said that i was going to address um as far as cyborg if they did his og origin with star labs his dad being a scientist is also to beholden to the rest of the DC universe. So I think okay. they changed them up so it would be more um, uh, self-contained. Okay. Um, Tara, I'm not really sure. What was her thing again? She can, Do you remember her? She can move rocks and shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, I, I mean, comparatively, it's pretty fucking lame, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, wait, so like, who's a villain this well, I think it ends up actually, so Cyborg's mom ends up being like the villain um, a little bit. She she ends up killing, I think it's Beast Boy's parents. 
Yes, yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah, you know, they. I think they were, you know, everybody wanted to kind of move on from this and, you know, tell the kids about it and kind of mm-hmm. protect him a little bit. But she, he, she ends up killing him. Um, Slade, Jericho kind of is on the side of Cyborg's mom. So he kind of, he starts going a like, little bit of a villain as well. Eventually, it's yes. like something happened with Slade and where I think he took over Slade's body. Yeah, because he can right. look in people's eyes and he, he takes yeah, over like, bodies. I don't know what the hell's happening with him. Either. Can he talk in? Yeah, he was talking, yeah. Okay, because in like the new shit and in the old shit, he can't talk. Okay, oh really? So that's a way of communicating. So like, if, if there's three people in the room, he wanted to say something like, he would hop in that person's body, then he'll tell you what yeah. he wants to say. Okay, so I, I remember him doing that, but I'm pretty sure he was talking that whole time. I think he is, too. Um, And also, Beast Boy can only turn into, like, a bobcat? Oh, that's like I'm the like, Tiger Show. I'm going to turn into a lion all the time. <laughs> a tiger, where the fuck am I? You can turn into fucking anything, and you're just going to go bobcat the whole time, huh? <laughs> I'm Bobcat Boy. <laughs> I'm not Beast Boy. Uh, Raven's not really in it that much. She's just kind of like you the get little uh, snippets of her. Um, yeah, isn't um she's like a, a B plot that happened in the background, right? Yeah, she just kind of like she'd have these like, you know dreams of them, like these visions, and then it would go back to the Titans, and then eventually she comes after them. Um, Starfire uh, is basically in like a like an incubator tube, yeah, almost, and uh, they're doing all these experiments on her. And uh, at the He's end, of the the and in here at one point, there's like this fish man in a tube. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That might be Aqualad, or um, because they've had. Aqua I didn't even know there's an Aqualad. Yeah, there's an no Aqualad. He's on the new Teen Titans book, and he's also in the Young Justice cartoon. Okay. Was different Aqual. There's been like several Aqualads, and and there's also was a character called Lagoon Boy. Alright, nah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, this is uh, Lagoon Boy. It is? Okay, so yeah. I remember texting you about that. I was like, hey, yeah, what's I remember that? that? What's the fucking fish guy? What we got yeah. going on? Lagoon Boy. Um. Okay, uh, Beast Boy looks like a rat here. Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like a rat. But, then, but he was like... He, this is not the same thing he is here. Yeah. On the cover, that's that's like what he is the most... The most in the story, he's like the bobcat the whole time. He did turn into a rat in the, um, like he looked at a rat or something, mm-hmm. and it like just automatically changed into that for whatever reason. Ah, uh, so he's learning. Yeah, that's gotta be what it is, yeah. Well, unlike Garfield Logan in the Titan show where he knows what he's doing and he just picks a turn. Yeah, just does whatever he wants, yeah. Um, yeah, so let me preface this by saying that Jeff Lemire is probably one of my favorite writers. Probably he's probably my top ten writer of comics ever. Uh, he's also a pretty good gra- a graphic novelist. Like he'll do um, a actual graphic a graphic novels. Okay. Um, and he has a very what he writes and draws, and his his drawing style is a little weird. As a matter of fact, I'll show you something because right here in the studio. But in my opinion, this is the worst fucking thing that Jeff Lemire has ever wrote. <laughs> See, I like that. I like it. I like that, man. Like. But the thing is, bro, it's not for me, you know? It's not for me. It's for... It, well, like you said, it's more for like people like me. Yeah. Just jumping into it. It's entry level. Um, and he writes a lot of books that are basically um, set in the Canadian wilderness. Also, he writes superhero books a lot, too. 
But like that's what the first like that, that that's what drawing as well. This I'm, is him drawing this? Yep. I'm showing him um the underwater welder. Which is a book about yeah, it's very different from uh, underwater welder. So who who drew that? Terry Datsun. Okay. Terry Datsun started in the early nineties um on the Altaverse like Nightman drawing a book called Mantra. It was about an alien that takes over this man's body, but changes him into a female superhero. All right. And then he uh, did work for Marvel on the X title, but then he did a pretty long run on Generation X back in the early 90s, well, mid-90s, drawing X-Men, primarily Marvel work, but he's done Wonder Woman for DC, uh, Superman, during one year later but he's also one of my favorite writers i mean artists and starting in generation x he's primarily inked and colored by his wife oh this is pretty cool to me yeah that's a, that's a pretty sweet team that i got going you know um what what i like best about like the teen titans to me you you look at like justice league and all that shit and i'm like well it's it's hard to imagine where they would lose yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. like Teen Titans, I can see it. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're kids trying to figure out their shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they don't have like at Beast Boys learning. You looked at a rat turn into a rat. He had like the Bobcat thing yeah. going on. Uh, I think actually, I think that's at one point he saw the cat in his house, and that's what he when he first turned because uh, okay. he saw that. that now it's kind of coming back to me a little mm-hmm. bit. But to me, like it's easier to believe that they're gonna have trouble with somebody yeah, than Batman, that. Superman, Flash. Like it's so hard. Superman to... alone. Right, he's just you. He's a team by a smoke. Like you can't, it's unbeatable unless you have some. You know, obviously he's got weaknesses or something like Mm -hmm. that. But you, but you know what I mean. Like it's just easier to believe that they're going to struggle than a Justice League type. And the the important part about this and the point that um, I think you kind of hit home a second ago as well is the fact that. And kind of, kind of what I was saying too. These books aren't really for me. These books are for the casual reader. Cause I've seen this story thirty fucking times. Right. And I've seen it done better, in my opinion. Right. And I don't think that these these iterations of these characters are anywhere near the best iterations of them. Cause Slade, his weird mustache is weird. His yeah, armor is weird. He's a lot older. At least Slade I, I know he's old as fuck. Okay. He's always old as fuck. Cause I know. Um, same with Slade. Like Slade. In the, I know him like from the Arrow universe, like yeah, the Arrow yeah, TV yeah, show. Yeah, like he's yeah. younger and that. Well, yeah, he he's is. like, he's like I don't know, forties. So I mean, which is 30, and, and, yeah, you know, and that and that he's obviously at the tail end. Yeah. It seems like at least. But think about this week too. So uh, Arrow first season one. That's when he was in a brand new world and he's the first costume Avenger. That's true. Yeah. Then think about it in the comic book universe. Slade came out when fuck Green Arrow had been around for 20, 30 years already. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Um. And uh, in the books, he's always probably in his fifties, probably. Okay. But he essentially he essentially uh, had a super soldier program in DC universe, and it slowed down his aging and gave him power. So he's okay. kind of like Captain America a little bit. See, I didn't know that, but I thought he was just like, you know, a regular dude. I don't know any of the origins on that. I just mm-hmm. thought he was a dude, like a really good assassin. That's basically yep. what I thought he was. He still is probably the best assassin and fighter, fighter in the DC Universe. And I think that's kind of pinpointing the problem I had with the book. As we spoke about off camera, 
uh, Terry Dotson, in my opinion, he, he changed his art style, I think, to be more kid-friendly and be have more of an animated style. But I don't think it was for the better. It's cool that he can switch up his style like that, but it's not how I, 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 I like to see Terry Dotson. I don't like that they changed Raven to a Cherokee. I think it's a Cherokee. I'm not sure if it's Cherokee. I, I don't some remember, type of some type remember, in yeah. the Native American cultures. Because, like... They had, like, paintings on the wall. It was, like, yeah. you know, hieroglyphics of, like, oh, you had, like, a machine. It was just, like, cyborg, obviously. And right. they had Beast Boy and, like, all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how our visions start. Mm-hmm. And, okay, because for me being a comic book uh, aficionado historian, her storyline is basically Danny Moonstar from, um, the new, from the new Mutants from Marvel. Okay. And Teen Titans and the New Mutants kind of went head-to-head in, in the 80s for being a younger teen superheroes. And the New Mutants turned to X-Force in the 90s. Okay. But Danny Moonstar basically had that same storyline where she sees all of these visions. She kind of helps the team get together. She's kind of insecure about her powers and also very tied to the folklore portion of some Native American cultures. Oh, okay. So I, I actually have no idea about that. Yeah, uh, I, she's not a very popular. She's a deep cuts okay. type character. So my version of Raven, I guess the only thing I really know about her is like her dad's like a demon of some sort. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just know in passing. What the fuck is that? Hellcore or some shit? Yeah. Trigon. Tri- yeah, Trigon. Yeah, yeah. Trigon. Yeah. Trigon. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't. I don't know if that's part of this story or not. Like, it doesn't go too deep into Raven at no, all, really. Yeah. And he, I think he popped up in Volume 2. Okay. Which I don't own, because I wasn't that impressed with Volume 1 enough to buy Volume 2. But see, like you said, though, there's 30 versions. You've read 30 versions of that. Right. Well, that's the first version I've ever read. Right. So yeah. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Which you immediately said, well, you're a trash person. For that. <laughs> so I take it easy. <laughs> but again, it's not for me, because it's the same thing. Like, another uh, analogy of, of, of this of this conversation is the fact that I love the Ghost in the Shell movie from maybe two years ago with uh, Scarlett Yeah, I remember. Yep. But the, the purists of that anime manga hated it because it wasn't true to the source material. I remember watching that on VHS. V- oh, the, the old school? Like the anime. Yeah, I remember that. That was when it came on TV on Sci-Fi Channel all the time. Like, get this anime. Yeah. Ghost in, it was Ghost in the Shell and Akira. I remember those commercials. For ninety nine ninety nine. That was so, <laughs> there was like two of those that I watched. There was uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. and Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll, yeah. Looking back on it, I mean, I was probably like... <laughs> nine or ten at the time. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking way I should have been watching that shit. No. Like, there's some weird shit that happened why, in Ninja Scroll. Why are they like, fucking on these <laughs> I'm like, that Stone Man just did some weird shit with his fingers. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's funny. Fuck man, I haven't watched that. One Disney time. remastered. Yeah. <laughs> Only for ninety nine ninety nine plus thirty thousand shipping. I bet you I still own Ninja Scroll on VHS. Dude. That that was my jam back in the day. I used to rent those from the Blockbuster because I, I wasn't paying those prices. Cause I because one, my mom wasn't gonna call an order for, from the TV and give a credit card number over the phone. And in those days, that's the only way that we could find it. Um, eventually, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousand, they had like Suncoast and shit in the mall. Yep. You can find like a lot of anime, but um, we got like a lot of a lot of ours from uh, the Blockbuster. See, I think. I think you ended up buying mine from like a family video blockbuster type yep, where they yep, just yep. like were trying to get rid of that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, 
But people hated Ghost in the Shell because it wasn't true to the source material. But me not that being my issue point, I think I did watch the uh, the movie before I watched it. In my opinion, it was pretty close to the movie that I saw. But apparently, there's a series that's like 100 episodes, and then like there's a manga that's probably 17 volumes. And it took elements from the manga and from the anime series and the movie and put it all together in one two-hour movie. Well, didn't they? Well, people were mad to begin with about Scarlett Johansson, weren't they? Yeah, because of, she's not an Asian character. But here's my thing about that too. In anime, I didn't. I never really read the characters as Asian anyway. I I, I think Goku, uh, right? Yeah, is an Asian, right? Uh, maybe that's because we grew up here or whatever. But you know, like it was just that was the same thing with even like Ninja Scroll. I'm like, I know it's taking place there, but yeah, it just never never really occurred to me that like that's a certain person. Like exactly. you know what I mean? It was just whoever played it was. I actually, when they said it was going to be her, I was like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. That should be good. But I think some of it, though, is in the trailers, and I think they went back on it, they kind of alter her eyes and make her look more Asian. Which I think Oh, really? No up. shit. Yeah, okay. I, think, yeah. I think I've heard that. That's pretty foreign, yeah. That is fucked up. But, yeah. but I didn't have any problem like of them whitewashing it, quote-unquote, because uh, let's be... Uh, Un-PC, well, you don't have to, I'm going to be un-PC. If that movie had an all-Asian cast, I don't think it would did, did nearly, even though it didn't do that great, it probably wouldn't do anything, because in America, it's hard to sell a movie, honestly, without uh, Anglo-Saxon lead, maybe African-American lead, but anything else? It, yeah, well, I it, mean, it's not going to... As fucked up as it is, like, that's just the true. fact yeah. of it, like, that, you can't release that, and it's, it's not going to do well. No, it's not um, going to do well at all. But you put a name like Scarlett Johansson on it, I mean... That alone is going to attract people. Maybe, pe- you know, most people, I would say most people don't know shit about Ghost in the Shell. No. But if they're going to release a blockbuster movie like that, putting her name on it, I mean, it's just, exactly. it's just smart. I mean, yeah. it's just business sense on there. And, and then also in, in manga and anime, this is kind of what we're getting at, too. The characters don't even really look that Asian to me. No. Sometimes they do. Like, uh, for example, this is getting in a tangent, but on our network, there's lots of tangents. Uh, tangents. Uh, as a kid, the two animes that I watched the most besides Dragon Ball Z were uh, Gundam Wing, only Gundam Wing, because the rest of the Gundams were trash. Okay. And um, Robotech. Robotech is probably the first one that I, I kind of got involved in. I don't even think I, I don't remember Robotech at all. They came out first in the 80s, like before we were born or like we were infants but then when Cartoon Network first started doing anime in like probably 90, I remember that, that point, like Dragon Ball Z took off before, yeah but right before Dragon Ball Z okay in their first anime block it was like Sailor Moon ah uh, yeah and Robotech but in Robotech it was an international uh, Robotech and then on Gundam Wing it was an international cast some characters were Asian and others weren't like for example the main character excuse me and Robotech with Rob, Rick or Rob Hunter. He was an Anglo-Saxon guy. So, But I bet if it, if it did a Robotech movie, they'd be upset if he wasn't played by an Asian character. Which is kind of fucked up, too. That right. They assume because it's anime or manga, it happens that, that everybody in there is Asian. I think it's just all that shit. You're too quick to write a movie off because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, the same, well uh, Teen Titans, when it came out um, yeah. on DC. Starfire. Yep. Everybody just immediately there was like so much backlash on that, and it was fucked up because she's one of she's actually probably my one of the best parts of that show. To me, she's the best. Part. I, I really do. Like she, she really. There's a lot of scenes that she fucking carries in yep. that show. So I and, and what what do you want a green person? Like what did you want? Like, did you want right. an alien? Like what do you want? Like, 
and, and now, if they were were to turn a character, because uh, this actually gets into like actually a big, a small big issue in, in the comic books right now. But there, there there's a, a thing called Comics Gate. Is it was like Gamers Gate? Okay, I've heard that before. And essentially, there's a lot of left wing people, like far left and far right people, going against each other. And like a guy actually got a guy who was who who owns a comic book company who was neutral in the thing. Uh, someone actually kind of put a put a Jesse Smollett, which is topical, um, and called the police as him and said that he killed his girlfriend and tried to kill himself. And then the cops came to the house and I uh, put guns on him. Holy shit, man! But the cops like, like a, a, a whole other fucked up level yeah. of a person to be doing that. Or some funny books shit. Oh, the game, oh, so you're talking like the SWAT, the swatting. Is that what you mean? Like when I'm not that video? familiar of, of, of gamers gave both that uh, an affront against women who were fake game likers or some shit. Okay, like so we're talking. Yeah, I, I know uh, that's probably like like uh, like the Twitch streamers and shit. Whether I, I yeah. think so, I know a little about comics gate, but I know even less about. You're uh, sure? Yeah. Gamers gate. Yeah. So essentially, I said to say this. Um. So now there's a very big PC PC push about shit and like both even like with anything anyone who's on a polar extreme of any issue right. is, is is crazy right but uh, me being a paranoid black dude uh, I was kind of offended that they were so offended by Starfire that she got so upset she she took off all, all of her social media I know but nobody got offended that Beast Boy was an Asian character right yeah like nobody can be upset like <laughs> And it's just crazy, but like I don't understand that at all. Keep saying because it's fucking racist dudes, man. It's like unfortunately, Anglo-Saxon racist against African Americans. I wasn't sure what they, what people wanted, like what. Right, because Starfire is an alien. What? Yeah, like what we? It doesn't matter who was plays it. Like you can pick literally anybody, and it'd be fine. Like I don't understand why. And have you noticed that most alien characters are played by, by Asians anyway for some reason? I've noticed that. Have you really? I'm yeah. trying to think. Like I'm trying to think back on. I just said it, and I can't think of any examples. But okay, a lot of characters who don't have, who have weird colored skin, are played by Asians. Like for example, Blink on X Men: Days of Future Past. Yep. Okay. And she played several characters that had weird colored skin, but they seem to get a lot of Asian, especially women, to play weird colored characters. So like, we got this green guy. <laughs> Listen, this is what we're gonna go. <laughs> Titan the Beast Boy too, yeah. Titan the Beast Boy, but yeah, but I, I, I was a little upset that they didn't keep that same energy for the Asian guy playing Beast Boy, who was, I, who was in the in the books a bladed Anglo-Saxon. He had green skin, but he was born as an Anglo-Saxon. That's why I, I just felt really bad for her because, like I said, she was in in my opinion one of the best parts of the show. Yeah, agree. She carried a lot of shit on. Mm-hmm. And at some point, maybe before this episode comes out. Uh, I give a lot of inside baseball with the audience. Um, we're going to uh, sit down with Brian and, and break down that first season of Titans as, as, as we've spoken about yeah, before. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the, the reasons why this book didn't really do it for me. Because, yeah, because it's, it, it's great that we started with this book because it shows from a casual reader versus someone who's more deep cuts and comic storytelling and, and, and character arcs, how, how different it can be. Because for a casual reader who's just, my, 
Might be in a Barnes Noble or an Alley's in Pixel's book. Teen Titans Earth One, Volume One. I'll pick it up. Yeah, I fuck it. Titans okay, yeah. scared you before? Where the fuck is Robin? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that might hit you. But if you've never even heard of Teen Titans before, or say you've seen that name before, and like you don't have any attachment to any characters, they might not even see an issue with Robin not being in it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I just the only reason I knew Robins, like I said, just from the cartoons and yep. shit, and it was yep. just like, yep. oh, this this is very different from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, you read Jericho pretty correctly. I thought he was a trash character, and they've tried to make him cool time and time again. But it's mainly his character design, which you saw in like a in like a trade trade paperback that I had here in the studio. And his power is kind of goofy. But in the recent iteration of Deathstroke um, during DC Rebirth, is probably one of my favorite books right now. They're like 38 issues in. But um, they made Jericho cool. Because Slade is a piece of shit. Uh, and he has like three kids by I think two different women. And his one son, his oldest son, was I think is canon from the longest DC Universe all having a, a fucking retcon. His youngest son became an assassin as well, trying to uh, buy, well, trying to basically win his father's love and got killed. So Slade feels guilty about it, but he can't show it because he he he, he hates his kids, but he loves kids. So he's basically okay. a fucked up person, and he put a bounty on his daughter's head as an excuse excuse to spend time with her. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't couldn't just like call her up. He anything. can't. That's fine. He's incapable of doing it. He's incapable of doing it. Yeah, I thought Jericho was probably the most uh, the weakest part of that. Yeah. That whole run, I, I just like I just never really attached to him at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never really it cared yeah. like, about anything that happened to him. Um, not not that you can really attach quickly on like it's I mean it's relatively short. Yeah, probably um, 120 pages. So. But so maybe it's just easier for me to attach like a cyborg because I know him. Yep. You know what I mean? But even Tara, like, her power's a little, I mean, kind of a little lame, yeah. I thought. But I don't really know a ton about her powers. I just know, like, she's moving rocks and shit. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's telekinetic powers or she can just move the earth. Like, I don't know. Which, see, her brother, Geoforce. Yeah, see, that sounds lame, too. Who has I'm the same powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, is he going to be, was he in the, um, like, that run or no? No, uh, Geo... Tara also has a very convoluted uh, backstory. Drink! Because um, her brother, Geoforces, has always been a good guy. And what I didn't read in, in the way that she sp- spoke in terms of how my mind's ear uh, heard it, but Tara and, and her brother are like royalty from like this country called Markovia. It's more like a Eastern European country. I've heard that. And, um... She's basically the princess, and, and, like, and like he's a prince. And Geoforce joins Batman in the Outsider. That's why it's, it's called Young Justice Outsider. Basically, okay. took all those characters from Outsiders and put them on this team. Gotcha. Um, and he's he he's been a shitty character his entire time. It made him somewhat likable this time. And also on the Young Justice Outsiders, part of his arc is he's trying to find his sister Tara, and like it's gonna be her first appearance. Okay. Now Tara's a. You said Geoforce is like a, a good guy. Yep. So is Tara not? No. Oh, she was she not in this? I felt like she was. Maybe she was. She probably was. Do you want me to ruin shit for you? What, what what her big character arc is? Yeah. 
Okay, so Tara, uh, spoiler alert for people in the audience here. Tara, in the book that might be our our, our second episode, but I might change my mind on that now. Um, I, I might give you the options on, on the second book. But um, Tara, whole purpose of the Judas contract, so Judas means someone who betrays you, right? So the whole purpose of her joining the team was to get in good with them so Deathstroke, Slade, can come in and fuck them all up. Okay. So she was a spy. Um, so in the Teen Titans cartoon, now called, uh, Teen Titans, no, Teen Titans Go is Ninja, right? They have a special name for, for that team, no, that's called Teen Titans, so it's Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, and, and Young Justice are basically the same characters. But they did that storyline again, and it took out all of the, uh, R. Kelly shit, essentially. But <laughs> she was a plant on, on, on their team to get in good with them, she, she uh, ran game on Beast Boy, had him fall in love with her, so he, he didn't believe that she was evil, you know. And she 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 turns back on, on all of them, fucked okay. them all up. So that's been her her big storyline. Okay. It, it, I she mean, it didn't really see, well, actually, I think she was a cyborg in this in this. I think you're run. right. I, I think they were together in high school and shit. Yeah, because she was straddling cyborg in the beginning here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for sure, I remember now. Yeah. Also, um, I've never been a fan of Raven on any iteration of Raven I've, I've ever seen. Really? Never been a fan of Raven. Even like uh, Teen, Titans. Uh, Teen Titans? Nothing? She's always so emo, and then like she never gave fucking Garfield any, any play. I actually, I mean, I said the Native American, it's, it was weird, Cause it's but I think it's because it's so different, but I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, uh, it didn't like totally throw me off on it. I mean, I wish I would have, they didn't really touch on her at all. Right. Like, very snippets of it, so... But I, I, like, that was the type of character that I was actually more interested in than a lot of the characters that were in there. Mm-hmm. I think Volume 2, Trigon, Trigon pops up. Uh, let me look it up on the old Wikipedia here, and then we'll, uh, we'll close out. Because I think we've spoken about it pretty in-depthly and had our patented, um, tangents. Earth 1. Oh, right, let's see here. Maybe they didn't have a part two. We said that came out in 2013, didn't it? 14. 14? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, you give me a shit that didn't even have a sequel? Because <laughs> I think people felt the same way that I felt about it. Okay, so it had a volume two. Uh, Vic, Gar, and Tempest are hanging out in the band. And I don't think Gar... Was, oh, Gar Garfield. So Tempest might be that... Uh, frog character. I mean that. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. Because yeah. Tempest was also an Aqua character, so maybe I was wrong about other uh, Goon Boy. Raven. Starfire has taken refuge with Raven in her New Mexico home. The Doom Patrol. They show up in Earth or not? Um, Earth volume one, two? volume two. Apparently, yep. Um, then they have a fight with Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl. Cole, I don't know who the fuck that is. Impulse, yes, yeah, so they include newer characters. There's a lot of shit to go through yeah. in like a short period of time. And the villain's name Calder? Calder? So I was wrong about Trigon. Raven's Grandpa. Yeah, so Volume 2 was released. I'm going to see a cover for it. But there is one. Like, this page isn't very in depth. 
So we'll do this. We'll go to Google. Because you didn't get three dollars on Wikipedia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please donate. Please, we're free, but we need money for thirty cents a day. <laughs> we could update Earth One Volume Two. Volume Two, because I think that Terry Dyson didn't come back. He did not. Yeah, I know that Jeff Lemire did it. Okay, yep, here's volume two. Eleven fifty five on Amazon. That's eight dollars too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Earth One Volume Two. Team Tigers Earth One Volume Two. Eleven fifty five on Amazon if anyone's interested in the audience here. Yeah, why is this shit loading so slow? Um it was. I'm trying to see who the artist was. It came out in 2017, so a couple years later. Yeah. Not their annual. Three, right? yeah. <laughs> 144 pages. Because oh. I think, I, I really think that, that Terry Dotson was like, look, bro, this shit's not worth my time. Right. Jeff Lemire, Andy McDonald, who I think is a writer. Brad Anderson. Yeah, Brad. Anderson is the uh, writer, so that, that's the cover of it. Is that Tara? She looks so like, it's or okay, so it's way different. That like, I don't know, man. But since Cyborg was fucking Tara, I think maybe that's Tara, but it also looks like Jericho. That looks like a dude, so <laughs> I'm gonna guess that's Jericho. But Jericho was not. I I want to say at the end Jericho took over Slade's body. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes, yes. yes. So I yes. don't think that it can't be Jericho. Yeah, that's probably Tara. But yeah, um, so it's out there. Maybe one of these days. Ooh, let's see if it's in the DC Universe app. Well, I don't think it is, cause they, I don't think they have any of the Earth One shit. But uh, maybe we'll check it out one of these days. I really don't have any interest in it, cause I wasn't a big fan of this for the reason that I've said. Oh, uh, and then what we'll do is I will give you the option of what we'll read next. I have some different options for you because. Inside Baseball audience, we were going to do um, the Judas Contract, because that's right in, it's right in the studio here, but I'm going to give Garrett here some options. The old disco suits on the front. Disco, Kala, Nightwing. Uh, let's see what happens when I type in Earth 1. Nope, Earth 2 is on here. Shit was so bad, they're like, just destroy it. Go on <laughs> Earth 2. They do, but an alternate uh, universe shit that's really, really, really fucking good. I told Brian about it um, because they had it on sale too on Comics Allergy, which is like the uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, the uh, what do you call it? The shit that's based on like the video games. Um. Uh, Injustice? Yes. Injustice, yeah. Those books were fucking amazing, bro. Well, that storyline in those games was fucking incredible. Yeah, and I think that the first year of that book, because it goes in years, so like years one through five, I believe. I think that the first game is really take place after year five. So this tells you everything that happened up until... Yeah, that actually might be a good one because I played the games. Have you? And I played all through all of them, uh, both the first and the second one. And that was probably one of my favorite... Uh, just that whole storyline was really mm -hmm. fucking good to me. How long had Superman been in, in control of when that game starts? So when that first one starts, I'm trying to think like Joker. 
So Joker kills basically kills Lois Lane. Yep. And then that just sends Superman spiraling. Yep. Like basically, he's he's thinking, okay, we should have had these people in check. We should have. Uh, I think even so far as like he said, we should have killed these people. Yeah. Um. So is that the first game? That that's he, the first one. So he he's in power. Well, so it starts with him snapping. Yeah, it okay. starts with him because it starts with um they couldn't stop Joker setting off like this nuclear bomb. Yep. Um, yep. he ends up that ends up killing Lois Lane. Joker snaps. Uh, or not Joker snaps. I'm sorry, Superman snaps. And then that it kind of plays out on like that whole universe of Superman yeah. is basically like a dictator at this point, yep. running the whole. He's got like uh, people on his side, obviously like yep. different. Um, and then I th- I want to say it crosses universes, and it brings different superheroes. Like you have that Superman's um, version of who's on his side, and then you got Batman who's coming to stop Superman. He's got his those same characters, but on oh, okay. his side. That's, it's been a while because that game came out a while a while. Been a while. while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's somewhat is the same then. So I'm not sure how, how does happen continuity with the game, but yeah, it's on here. The first year is. Well, I wonder if year five is on here. So essentially, how this works on. So DC was doing for a couple of years. They have a 99 cent book that came out every week on Comics Allergy first, and then they will compile every two weeks that into a print copy too. But on here, uh, like every, I think these three are the first issue, but then from there, yeah, like every three issues is one physical copy, yep. meaning like the um, each chapter is like 10 pages each. But this is the first year, and I have the whole first year. So I'm going to see if they have up to year five, because I stopped at year three, I believe. This is. Oh, that's just like the annual. So they stop it. Yeah, at the beginning of year three. Okay, so. No, that no, like year two, I believe. Yeah, they had the first two years. Yeah, so this would be something good for you to read. And then like, well, we can incorporate this at some point. But I was hoping they had like the whole shit because they had like yeah. five years of it. All right, so one option is going to be Teen Titans here, the Judas contract. But if you want to get something a little different, um, I was thinking maybe. here pick one of these books so there's Teen Titans the Judas contract for Marvel I have the century uh, backstory behind this um, he's also one of my favorite characters and like Moon Knight he's also a, a schizophrenic okay because um, he is a hero and he's his arch nemesis in one okay so for every every life that he saves his arch nemesis which takes over his body will kill as many people as he saves Oh shit! Okay, that's that. That sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty into that. And the backstory is in like ninety, no, probably two thousand. Let me see, Marvel Knights. In the early two thousands, a Marvel said that this guy was actually the first superhero who predated, I think, Namor or some shit. 
but it was a hoax. So, so they used the comic book media at the time, which was basically uh, basically a, a magazine called called a uh, Wizard magazine. And they said that this guy was the first Marvel character, and to celebrate them finding him after all these years, they made up creators and everything. They said that um, they're going to bring him back and have all these storylines that will incorporate him into the Marvel Universe. And they, they made that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because that's the only way you can, you can really sell a new character. He was a brand new character, okay. so they figured if I tie it in, then that would be good to do it. So they had essentially a book ended with his own one shots. Then they had um, other one shots to where he was incorporated into Marvel Universe. So they had the Century 1 through 5. Then they had the Century Fantastic Four, the Century X Men, Century Spider Man, and Century Oh, they just Hulk. put him in all the shit then. Yep, and, and they all took place in his miniseries, the 1 through 5, takes place in the current day. And okay. then the other Century, blah, 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 that'll take place back in the 60s and incorporates him into the Marvel Universe. Then when the series was over, they said it's all a hoax. Thanks for buying a book, but he he's a brand new character. We just wanted to make him more... It's kind of fucked up. It's yeah. a little fucked up. Like, I don't know. Like but That's that's media for you. Yeah, so you take a look at that one. Then now, once you take a look at it, I'm, we'll move on to your other choices here. Oh, is that fantastic? Yeah, you're here. Fantastic book. All drawn by, and that's written by Paul Jenkins and drawn by Jay Lee. Not Jim Lee, but Jay Lee. And I don't think they're related. Lee is a pretty popular name in the Asian. Is that the Hulk? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had Superman. I'm sorry, they had Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men, and, and Hulk. And Hulk, okay. And he, he was essentially their Superman, but he was more powerful than Superman. And then eventually he goes crazy because, well, he loses control of his alternate, of his villain, the Void. So they have to basically imprison him. Then okay. he comes back uh, during an, a run on the Avengers, but he goes crazy again. And Norman Osborn gets in his head, out of Green Goblin. Yep. And uh, essentially has him turn against the Avengers, and then like they have to kill him. And they can't really kill him. So, so, so it basically went inside his mind and made him forget who he was again. Okay. And now he just came back in a miniseries that came out last year that was actually damn good. Also written by Jeff Lemire. To where... Um, He's now, he's not good or evil, but he was able to incorporate all of his personalities into one person now. Okay. This one sounds very interesting. Right. I, I like Moon Knight a lot. Yeah. Uh, Brian had a good point when when I said that the Century current miniseries was one of my top books of the, of the year, along, along with Moon Knight, I believe. I tend to like fucked up characters. Yeah. I don't know why. But I do. So that might be a contender. The next we have Riverine Enemy of the State, written by Mark Miller, who was the guy who invented Kick Ass, Wanted, uh, Kingsman. Not Daredevil Scott Miller? Is it Scott Miller? Is there Frank Miller? Frank Miller, no, not okay, Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Okay, Frank yeah. Miller. This guy is from Sculpting and drawn by John Romita Jr., who drew that statue there. So this is where essentially Wolverine gets. Um, Brainwashed by the hand from Daredevil, okay, yeah. and becomes enemy of the state, and he goes around killing the heroes and fighting heroes and shit, to where they have to um, find out how it happened and they have to try and stop him. And then it leads into the second part of it, which is called Wolverine: Agent of Shield, which I may have, I can't think right now though. But that one is when he figures out what's going on and he joins Shield to 
tackle the hand to see okay. if. He... Oh, is this the? Uh, is that the yellow red? Hmm? The costume? No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He um goes back to that at some point in there. I think. Oh no, he's wearing the regular costume. I I, I think he has both of them. What, this wouldn't be too bad either because Wolverine's one of those like super obviously probably one of the most popular. Yeah. I'd probably be pop most popular X Men. Yeah, yeah. Easily, sure. and then sure. um, but I don't. He's one of those guys I don't know much about at all. And also, although this is like fuck Wolverine number one, but the thing about Mark Miller is he's known for writing blockbusters, but they're also very accessible. He he was like a lot of continuity, but like he doesn't. But as a tool, like not like oh. I gotta know thirty years of fucking history. Yeah, he, 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 he'll have characters pop up. He's like, "Oh, who's this character?" And like you're more intrigued, but like right. you're not beholden to it. Um, it's like I throw your whole shit off, right? If you don't know who it is. And that storyline got me back into comics after a while because I think from like I took a I've taken like two hi, hiatuses from, from comic books. One was in in a high school beginning of college because because I'm fucking a lot. Yeah, and then like good for you. Hey, good job. Thank man. you, thank yeah. you. Um, and that's and then one was, was for a while that my grandpa said I can't buy me, the, I can't buy no funny books anymore because uh, I would do chores and spend all the comic books. Like, you don't read the comic in the funny books. <laughs> funny books. Them there. Have you read books. some of those? Most of the shit ain't funny at all. Right. <laughs> all right. So then next we have Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross, and it has a wraparound cover. Little BDSM over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this this is one of the uh, stories in the '90s that changed the comic book industry. And uh, but now, but I, I didn't read it then because uh, th- th- this book was only really in comic book stores. And then back when this shit was coming out, I could only get comics from a fucking Seven Eleven or a Kroger. Gotcha, yeah. But people were always talking about it in all of the other media, which is again was Wizard Magazine. But but when I read it. It was kind of passe at that point, but essentially this is a statement saying that the old school heroes, the core heroes, heroes were better than the '90s era of like the big pouches like okay, Rob Blackfield yeah. and shit. So it it, it it kind of statement, and it's also one of the first fully painted comics, and that's also because not tied into continuity. Would be like a good one to read. Like you have to come in this with basic knowledge of who Batman, Superman, and like. Those characters are. Yeah, it looks like Hawk Girl. I see. There's a couple of them here I don't recognize at all. Yeah. I have no clue who that. That's Green Lantern. Is that? That's Flash. That is Flash. Okay, so he's wearing the. Okay, yeah. That's They're old now, though. Like, and. Oh, I gotcha. This universe, they all got old, and now these new heroes were coming out, taking their place, and um, being too violent and shit like that. It, so it was a statement on a 90s. Grim and gritty, yeah. su- super violent, titties all out air. And um, also, if you've seen I'm Gonna Get You Sucker or um, or uh, or Original Gangster, same plot. This is he new? These these fuck new jacks coming in, and the old guards come back and show them how it was done. This, uh, this one, the Kingdom Come one, uh, the artwork on there, that's pretty fucking wild, man. Yeah. Um, Alex Ross is still doing like a lot of shit, but now like he mainly does covers. He 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 only he's only done very limited interior. Cause like yeah, if you're painting a comic book, that's can't be fucking easy. No, you know, no, shit that's shit can't be. 
But and he was the first painter to like really pop in the comic book industry. But now there's so many painters in there. In my opinion, it's just it's kind of stiff. It's kind of this this now. You, looking back, even on then. Okay, like, I got gotcha. you. There are painters out now who who have uh, actual style. Like basically like the other books, but painted. Okay. So I prefer that painted style versus like what he does. And the last book that people that there's been a big fucking backlash from this book cause, and, and it involves some, uh, some issues that are kind of poignant and fucked up but I like it a lot and it's written by uh, a novelist you may have heard of him before Brad Meltzer I don't think so no. um, essentially uh, this book is one of my favorites oh zero game yes okay um, that that sounds familiar and he had a show on, on the history channel too that talked about like maces and shit Okay. Ah, uh, God, that, I, 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 that kind of sounds familiar yeah. now. Yeah. Skinny bald dude with glasses. Yeah, that kind of sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, now the bad thing about this book, though, of all the books, it's a great storyline, but it's very beholden to continuity. Now, okay. Even shit that I didn't know, but like I said, look at it like a soap opera. Also, look at it like you don't know all these character relations, but that's not really the focal point of the story. It's kind of just gravy. Because it focuses on the elongated man, who I've never read. This is the first time I've heard of you're him. Not, you're, this is the first time I've ever heard yeah. that name. So, like, you know me when I first read it. And um, he he was back in, like, the 50s and shit. Okay. But stories about him, and, and, and it's very beholden to the fucking Justice League from the 60s and shit. Essentially, this story is about, it's called, it is a murder of... A mystery about who killed, I think, the the elongated man's wife. And other people die. And essentially, they're going after a superhero's family members. So, someone who knows who all these, okay. these guys are. And um, why it was very controversial is because, uh, this might kind of ruin it for a little bit, but he doesn't like guys, oh, you're on the story for me, I don't know what's going on. She seemed more like me, so, so where it is, where it is. If I know someone's good after the storyline, I want to read it more. Uh, yeah. So if I get to that yeah, point. no, that, that won't bother me at all. Just... So essentially, the big crux of the storyline is that um, this character called this guy here, Dr. Light, was always a weird guy in a book, and like he fought Teen Titans a lot. Back I was going to say, the Teen Titans go, he's in there a lot. Is he? Okay. Yeah. And like he, he's he kind of kooky weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right, you, you can look at that one. So we find out that what happened back in the day, Doctor Light raped the elongated man's wife. Jesus. At the fucking Hall of Fucking Justice, and then the league gets together and uses Zatanna to to oh uh, shit, what's that word? To magically lobotomize him. Lobotomize who? Doctor Light, because. Because he raped okay. the guy's wife. So that's why he, he's, he's always so goofy and shit because uh, it, it fucked his head up. But then everybody on, on the league agreed besides Batman. And guess what they did? They did the same shit to him. And he raised his memory of the whole shit too. To Batman? Yeah. Damn. This, wow. Yeah, this is probably the most adult <laughs> superhero book since, since Watchmen. I mean... <laughs> I'm just flipping through. Green Arrow definitely stabbed an arrow into that dude's eye. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, and also in this book, Deathstroke fights the whole fucking Justice League and wins. 
See, that's what that's where that's where we talked about it. We we're just talking about it. Like, it's so hard to believe. Like, right? How? Like, <laughs> what? The purpose of that was to show how badass he was. Okay. But like, he's so fucking tough. He can take on the whole fucking league single-handed. But yeah, but people like this book. Back when it came out, it, it was a little. The basically had rape dreadful. in it. Yeah. And then they killed uh, a lot of people. Then they talk about the crisis of his part that. They went out of the way and then they broke the law. They broke their own morals and fucking wiped somebody's mind clean. So that's that's what's interesting to me getting into this, like the whole comic book world is, I I, I would have never have guessed mm-hmm. that DC has something like that out there. Yeah, I would never have guessed they touch on that subject. And, and the crazy part is too, they hardly ever talk about the storyline because it was so adult and so controversial. But this is this is also when I got back in. in Back into comic books, because yeah, because it, it was so adult, it, it, it was something that like wow, and the fact that the league betrayed Batman too. <laughs> so, oh, Batman, right, yeah. So okay, so like you're gonna, so if you are with this shit, I'll fuck you I, too. Yeah, right. You right, right, right. <laughs> never know. Kind of fucked up, man. So then, um, what's cool about that book is it gets to the politics of the fucking Justice League because like it shows how the two different sides of it. Right. And also that they did something they shouldn't have done. And then like the person who, who they find out has, has done all these murders is, is also interesting. His character apparently was a honestly a back a side character way back in the day before we were born. But it but it made that person the killer, which is damn good. So that, that yeah, because you just it's funny to think you look at Justice League and you're like, Batman's always making like the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's like why is Superman so fucked up? Like what yeah. what's wrong with him? Like why is He's always like, uh, like in injustice. Yeah. He's the one that snaps, and you know. You know what? I think that this might be a proto injustice as well, because Superman was also with it, and you think he wouldn't be. Right. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. You think Batman, who's like, a lot of people look at him. I guess outside looking in, you think he's like the darker of <laughs> everything, but he's always the one that's making the right decisions. Yeah. Because like he does believe in that, like that comment. I mean, like the best. His methods are kind of fucked up, but, like, he, he's probably, like, the most moral character. Right, yeah, that's... Morally, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I would say the two that I most... That I think he, he liked the most are, are the bookends here, besides, like, the Titans over here. So, like, they... But this is a long read, though, like... And, and I'm pointing to the uh, Brad... Brad, I'm also wrong. And that's a longer read, and you've got to pay attention to it. It's not like playing on your phone and because right. it's in depth. But Century isn't that. It's not that much of a heavy read, but it, but it's also damn good. So like those are two I think that you like the most. That's what that's kind of where I was leaning. Maybe the Kingdom Come too. I mm-hmm. just like the art style of that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I probably lean between these Identity Crisis and uh, the Century. Identity Crisis, you kind of roped me in with that. That just kind of got me on the It's the most well-written sure. one. And it's the most fucked up one. That's probably what I would, I would go at. Yeah, yeah. And that one is technically shorter, but like I said, like there's some pages that have a lot of like those capture boxes on it. Yep. But I like the art in this one as well. Yeah. It's easier to look at. Like this, team, this, this the new Teen Titans one, the Judas Contract, um... Because of when it was made, it's kind of harder to look at. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're looking at, like, the shit that you're looking at now. Yeah. Then you look back, you're like, I'm sure that was fantastic back then. But yeah. it's, it's definitely harder to look at Nightwing looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
that artist, George Perez, is one of the best comic artists of all time. Yeah, but that is a lot more dated. And also, like, the coloring wasn't as yep. good back then, too. Uh, which is a big factor. Yeah, but I get it. Yeah, so, and then this is, that's why, like, this book doesn't say Teen Titans, the fucking Justice League, because this is a DC Universe book. And, and that's, uh, uh, so that's what I liked about it so much. It's about everybody in DC Universe. Right, yeah. Like, who's who? Shit ton of people. Like yeah. Because the elongated man being a protagonist, I'm telling you, that's the first time I've heard of that character. Right, yeah, that's a good we go with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's who you want? Headline in the show. You want? Why do you call it the elongated man? I mean, why are you calling the plastic man the elongated man? I'm confused. <laughs> but apparently, there are two, di- two separate characters. See, I'm just looking at the cover of it, trying to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. there's a couple people I know, a couple people I don't. Um. I think yeah. Firestorm is in there quite a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Firestorm, it looks like, I don't know who that is, though. The Red Tornado. And Brad yeah. fucking Meltzer loves the Red Tornado, because after this book, they gave him the actual Justice League book, and that whole shit was about fucking Red Tornado. I <laughs> uh, don't know that one. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Okay, that picture's a little swirl. I feel like... That is Atena. She's the one that does all the fucking heavy work of doing, like, the fucking lobotomies. Okay, so that must be Black Canary then next to Green yep. Arrow. Okay, okay, so that makes sense. Because I was thinking that was a Tana. Okay. Yeah, because that, that team of the Justice League was from the late 70s, early 80s, I believe. So, yeah, um, but... Retro Nato is new to me. I've never heard him. Yeah, he's in Justice League quite a bit. Because he's one of their, like, mentors in that. I mean, sorry, Young Justice, I mean. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. Yeah. Because uh, I think I watched a couple of episodes of that. Yeah. He's in the first couple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. And he's also in the Supergirl show, which I haven't seen, but like, he's in the first season of that, too, I believe. Super cartoon or? A live action. Oh, uh, oh on like CW or yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They put him in? Mm-hmm. It's a bold move for a live yeah. action, but all right, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I think that you like that the most. Yeah, that's probably where where I'm leaning. And it has a good plot with Captain Boomerang. Captain throwing names out. Boomerang. Maybe you heard of him. Maybe you heard of Captain Boomerang. He was in Suicide Squad yeah, for 33 seconds. Yep. Maybe you heard of him. Yeah, dude. Uh, but it, it's a damn good book. Uh, let me see for one second. There's one cool thing in here that I want to show you that I'm sure the audience has seen. Because, um... They praise this book for this guy's pencil skills of drawing people looking emoting. But there's one particular thing I want you to see in here that was actually kind of deep that maybe got me a little misty-eyed when I first saw it. Right here. So the so, so the, the elongated man is crying so hard and his wife died. He can't keep his face straight. Can't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's deep, man. Damn. He can't keep his face together, bro. It's melting. <laughs> then it has a fucking atom in it, bro. Jesus, man. It's deep cuts, bro. I, I, this whole square, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck those people are. <laughs> that's Lil Bill, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, who, who, who powered based on science, and like, he wasn't a space cop. Okay. Uh, then there's Wildcat, who trained Bruce Wayne. All right. And Captain Adam. Yeah, this is the Adam. This is Captain Adam. Whew. All right. <clears throat> yeah, bro. We're going to dive right in on this, all right? Now, this is a good one also because 
I am a deep cuts comic guy, but I still was a little bit confused with that book. And I think that this book is what made my little brother stop buying comic books. Like, I don't know who are, who are, who are, who are. <laughs> too much shit. Too much shit. That's, that's what I mean. You know, I had, a, like, I struggled a little bit on Earth One. Like, I, was, I don't really know what's happening. You want to put fucking Captain Adam <laughs> and then Adam and then the panel. I can't <laughs> Just think about the soap opera analogy. Because if you don't worry about the connections too much it's kind of like how the joker's in it shit yeah but that's a, a very famous panel is it's all connected like that's from like the killing joke shirt, where, I was yeah. say, he's wearing that shirt from killing joke where it ties everything in that's when they uh fucking lobotomized dr light that's pretty fucked up like oh this is really fucked it's up. it's all fucked like, up you can burn, it turns to any page and you're like that's pretty fucked <laughs> up a robin's in it goddamn yeah they do not. They pull no fucking punches, bro. Was that? Yeah. All right. Deadshot, who Dead I shot. often get, who I often get confused with Deathstroke. Yeah, there, there's probably right. no reason to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, and the Adam is a big part of the storyline. The Adam of all people, who I don't think is ever. He, he was before. just like, all right, let's take some really obscure characters. <laughs> Main character in one with we'll throw in Batman too, though. Yeah, because uh, the crazy part is Brad fucking Meltzer, the New York Times bestselling author, he was a big deep cut fucking DC fan. Oh, you oh, Captain Boomerang literally throws a boomerang, huh? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, real subtle on that name, huh? He, he left no mysteries, yeah, right? What it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> he told you right from the very beginning. All right, so we have a book for our next episode. Who knows when we're going to record it, but he has to read the book, too. Um, I think that this first episode went pretty well. Um, anything else you want to say for the people there, Gear? No, I'm excited, man. I'm, it's going to be fun getting into this, um, seeing all these characters that I really have no experience with at all. That's either Alan's, that's either uh, Jay Garrick, Flash, or Captain Marvel. I can't remember, but yeah. It, it's getting deep. Right, so they, they could be multiple people now. So yeah. That's great. Because right. both have the same fucking design. Because <laughs> Captain Marvel was purchased from from Fawcett Comics when Fawcett Comics stole the cop. Well, they uh fucking stole Superman. Basically, had a knockoff. So DC sued him, and then weren't all the characters in the lawsuit. And they're like, all right, now let's throw them all in the same fucking book. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Until next time, we don't have a sign off. So we're to say we'll get out this bitch. Bye.